Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. That's it. There's a new member of the Final Four Club. And they hail from Lubbock, Texas. Celebrating in the streets in Lubbock. Wow. Because Texas Tech Monday night will be playing for the national championship. Welcome one, welcome all to the Tortillas and Takes podcast, part of the 1012 Network. You are on once again with your boy, I'll be sure. And man, what a feeling it is after an incredible night, Tuesday night in the USA. It was absolutely bananas. It was great to watch. I'm sure it was great to be inside the building. And so to just talk about the Texas game and all and all its glory, uh, I had to bring on the people's champ. That is Jeremy Gillen. What's up, Jeremy? There's nothing like sitting at home pleasantly on your couch and your watch alerting you that you've been sitting at 120 beats per minute while you're doing nothing. One of the most exciting games to watch as a Texas tech fan. Uh, but I imagine even more exciting to be in person. That's right. That's right. This episode, we've decided to bring on some guests here. Um, and part of the reason the atmosphere was so crazy was because of Raider Ryan. Now, when I was at tech, we didn't have Raider Ryan. Jeremy, we never ate a right when you were at Tech either. Uh, but Raider Ride is something that's been brought in, I think, the past four years, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, something roughly around there. And we brought on to uh, a couple of the leaders of Raider Right, and that is Rico and Campbell. How's it going, guys? Going pretty good. Going good. <laughs> thanks. Thanks for joining us. We wanted to get not just people that were, you know, camping out in Raiderville and in inside the building, but really Y'all are the leaders of it. Y'all are the ones that are really kind of establishing this, this um, environment, right? And I, first of all, whose idea was it to get a blackout? Is this something y'all planned in the, in the offseason? Like, we're going to – did Tech approach y'all? How did that idea come up? Um, so that actually falls to the marketing girl of Raider Riot. They all coordinate with athletics and um, Alex, the – marketing guy for tech athletics. Um, and they, I think planned all of the theme nights and this just happened to be the, the blackout game that we chose. 
Oh, that's a fantastic choice. Like, <laughs> absolutely fantastic choice. I will say, because um, y- y'all were the ones that announced it, right? Tech, Tech Athletics tried to tease it, like, oh, it's going to be a red out. And it's funny because they came out with that red out. It fooled Dylan, our other our other co-host on here. And I, I feel like they came out with that tweet that it was a red out. And everybody was like, nah, I don't care what y'all are going to do. Uh, <laughs> but we're wearing black. Um, so another thing is before pre-pod, we were talking and both of y'all were out in Raiderville. Now, were both of y'all out at Raiderville starting Saturday night or talk to us through how it was setting up camp and all that? Yeah, so we planned on camping out from like months ago and uh, we planned starting to go on Sunday, um, like during the day. But uh, we went to the Mississippi game on Saturday. And then as, once we get out of the game, we have our Raider riot meeting and uh, we hear that people have already started camping outside. It's and that they left at halftime to actually go start camping and get a good spot. So uh, we both immediately knew that we needed to um, get get our spots because otherwise people are going to start coming. So I went home, grabbed our tent, and then I uh, we set up camp, and that's how it started. So y'all were just like meeting meeting adjourned. It's hey, yeah, we, getting- we started <laughs> we started a day earlier than we were planning on. So how was it? How was Raider Raiderville? Um, it was pretty crazy. It was nothing like I think either of us have ever experienced before. And it was definitely way bigger than we ever anticipated it being. I mean, you can kind of prepare, but there's really no way to know like how it's going to be until you're in, in the middle of it. And it was insane <laughs> to say the least. Yeah, Y'all had, I, I saw what, of course, Joey McGuire was out there quite a few times. Mark Adams came out, the basketball team, the women's basketball team, the football team, Jeff Goodman. Was yeah. was out there, you know, yeah. just just how what was the atmosphere like as far as having all of these people come in and kind of party with y'all basically for three days? Yeah. Um Coach McGuire, every time he came out, he came out twice. Um, and each time, I mean, y'all know McGuire, his his presence just hypes everyone up. He got everyone hyped. And uh whenever we all these um special people that came out to see us for sure boosted everyone's everyone's energy everyone's like desire to be there like we're doing this for a reason and um they no doubt helped out with the experience and the experience even before that it was uh everyone was really like bonding with each other it wasn't like a hostile environment it was very friendly and like we're in this together let's do this together i mean if you let you let texas fans tell it it was dangerous you know, there were there were yeah. gang wars, yeah. um, you know, gats busting in the air, <laughs> you know. <laughs> uh, so I will say, so talk to us a little bit. When Texas did show up, they had practice that earlier that Tuesday. Yeah. Um, was it hostile? So when Texas showed up, uh, we knew they were in there. So everyone, we had like a, a group chat, like a 400, 500 people group chat to where someone was like, around 7 30 or i forget what time it was like let's meet where their bus is and just like boo them basically um so we all at 7 30 a little bit before started running that way and uh it was it was just like the chanting like i i guess some of it could be seen as hostile i don't think it was hostile i think it was just a fun uh student environment that was sort of trashing on the other team. I mean, like we've been waiting for this time. It's not like we're going to say 
Like go UT. It was the opposite. Of that. It was the complete opposite of. Go it was horns UT. down. Um, at no point did um, I, or I think I can speak for Campbell, feel unsafe. But um, it was for sure a, a good time out there. Mm-hmm. Were you were you intimidated by Mister Two Point Five Points per Game Brock Cunningham? Yeah. Did you guys did know. you guys visualize? Yeah. Did you guys see him come off the bus? So with that, like. They moved initially, they were going to have to walk like through a line of the students. So they moved the bus to where like the food drop off is at the stadium. There's a big ramp. And so they moved it and parked the bus in there so that the students could get out. Um, I'm sorry. So the players could get into the bus without us seeing and then they would pull out. But uh, that didn't stop us for sure for uh, giving them a little piece of our mind. <laughs> There you go. There you go. So we were talking pre-pod. Campbell, you said that you were part of Raiderville a couple of years ago when, when Kentucky came, which was also a huge game. I remember that Kentucky yes. game at, at, at Tech was huge. Uh, but that was only for a night, correct? It wasn't yeah. for multiple times. It was only one night. And I always say – it was my freshman year. I always – like anybody I talked to, I always said that was like my best like night of college so far, like my favorite night ever basically. And then this happened, and it like topped it. and every way possible. And I even told the girl behind me, as soon as we beat Texas, I was like, I feel like this is like redemption to camp Correct. out all that time and then to lose to Kentucky <laughs> in overtime. Like yeah. I finally have peace. <laughs> now we finally come like come out circle. of this with a win. <laughs> Rico, was this, was, I forgot to ask, was this your first Raiderville? Yes, this was my first Raiderville experience. So somebody, I was in a group chat with, uh, shout out to Rob, bro. I was in a group chat. Jeremy, did I say that right? I always get his last name pronounced. Right. That. There we go. Shout out to Rob, bro. Um, we were, I was in a, a Twitter space before the game. We were talking and somebody brought up a point that this might have been the largest Raiderville uh, since I was in school, since 2011, um, when Tech played a and I don't know if you remember that, Jeremy, uh, but I was part of that Raiderville. It was a week long. It was it was last time we've we, it was last time we've played AM in football now to even since then. Week long Raiderville. It was great. I didn't go to class for like at least two or three days. Um, and I hate camping. So you know what I'm saying to get my get my black butt out there camping, you know it was a big game. Um, <laughs> did did y'all did y'all go to class? Yeah, so we had a <laughs> we won't hey, you don't have to you no, know, no, listen, no, no. President hey. Shovenati's not here. You ain't got a lot of us. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> Yeah, we had classes online and in person. Um, I did miss one, a couple, two of my classes, but um, with the assignments, we, I did my assignments online and still got those turned in. Um, Campbell, I cannot say the same for myself. <laughs> I only had class on Tuesday, Thursday, so I knew it was only going to affect me like day of the game. And when that 7.30 alarm went off for my 8 a.m. and I'm in a tent, like in the cold, and I've been up since like 3 a.m. the morning before, I was like, it's just not happening. Um, so, yeah, I missed every single class and every single assignment, unfortunately. But there were a lot of people out there, like on their computers, like joining hotspots, like everybody was just trying to help each other out, getting their stuff done. Let me tell you something. I have found way worse excuses for getting out of a class like <laughs> like sure. oh this bed feels a lot much like pretty yeah. good this bed feels pretty you'll good remember the, you'll remember this forever you will not have committed that 50 minutes to memory whatever it was going <laughs> to yeah. be who cares yeah. right. this will live on until you alzheimer's absolutely. will hit and you'll yeah. still have this absolutely yeah, people would uh i 
from what I had seen, a lot of people would actually go to class and then some people would hold down the fort at their tens. And then um, a lot of times people had like opposing schedules. So like they would, one would go to class and then come back and the other person would go to class. So it, people were still doing their school and yeah, it was, yeah. No, that's, that's lit. So let's talk about the game itself. So y'all stayed out there for two nights now or three, or, yeah, two nights, three, three nights, three stayed nights. out there for three nights. You're, you're pumped. You're ready to go. You've, you've seen the, you've seen beard in the flesh. You scared beard so much that he feels the need to have three cops walk around him to the bench, even though he leaves his team and assistant coaches without any police. Because obviously it's all about him. But, but besides the point, um, but you're in the, so you get into the arena. So what was the atmosphere like inside the USA? Um, I was actually talking. I was trying to expo- explain as best as I could. My, this is my parents earlier. Um, but when we walked in, they actually let us in earlier. Like all of the students, they let us in earlier than they ever have for a game, at least this season. I think because they just wanted us inside and out of like the mosh pit that was happening outside. Um, so that everybody in early, everybody was kind of like getting situated, finding their seats. And then before any of the normal pregame stuff happened, uh, Joy McGuire came out and did his like classic Raider power chant that he loves to do. And the first time that he yelled Raider and we yelled like power back was the loudest thing I've ever heard in my life. I've never heard the USA like that before. I've never heard like so many people screaming at the same time. It was insane. That's when I knew I was like, this is going to be like madness (laughs) for the next like three hours. Jeff Goodman said that he felt every made basket felt like a game winner. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It it's just absolutely incredible. Rico, you were gonna say something? Yeah, I was gonna say like uh like whenever Maguire came out before the game, uh I mean he was encouraging students to like to be on the best behavior, but still like be involved and give it your all. But whenever he did do the Raider power, it for sure sent chills like down my body, like looking around, seeing everyone screaming, everyone hyped for this, everyone's been waiting for this, everyone's camped out for this like we all this energy that we put into it we're going to use every last bit of what we have at this game so i do got to give raider riot a lot of credit because because yeah. texas texas tech we have a bad rep right it's fans fans we have a bad rep everybody we're the we're the rowdy alcoholics out in west texas yeah you know what i'm saying we all know how to act you know what That's i mean so and, and some of it's warranted i ain't gonna lie some of it's warranted some of it's we put on ourselves a lot of it's just like we, we on this podcast we talk a lot of the fact of Gary Patterson lying about us throwing batteries. That's never happened, right? Like <laughs> stuff like that, right? But um, I do give Raider Ride a lot of credit from inception. Y'all have done a great job of being incredibly rowdy while not going over the not not going over the line, right? Yeah. And I think this game was a great example of it. Because let's face it, you can tell by all the all the the talk from Coach Adams and Coach McGuire. Administration was a little scared. Like, all right, this is a little, yeah. little much. We, we don't want it to go over. But I think y'all did an absolutely fantastic job. It doesn't sound like there was any even even close to a, a situation happening. Is that is that right? Yeah, no. Everything – we were like – like uh, Rico mentioned, there's a Raider Riot group chat, like on GroupMe, that has like hundreds of students in it. And we were just kept reiterating like no throwing stuff on the court, no this, no that. like be loud be rowdy have fun but like be responsible be smart and I think everybody like 
they had been waiting so long, preparing so long that nobody wanted to screw it up for everybody else. So while we were on our worst behavior, we were on our best behavior at the same time because we all like wanted to like keep it clean and like win the way we should have. No, absolutely. I, so I grew up, I actually grew up a Duke fan. Right. I grew up like really loving Duke basketball. And so Cam- and the Cameron crazy, that's what they're known for. Right. They get, are intimidating. They're in your face. They're, they're just all up on you. Um, but rarely, and I'm going to say never, because there's been times they've done, gone across the line too, but rarely do they cross the line. And I think now Raider, right. This, I feel like this game and Jeremy, you correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like this game really put Raider, right. Truly on the map. Right. As a, as a, as a student organization of like, we are Raider, right. We're up there with, you know, uh, the fog out in Allen Fieldhouse and the Cameron Crazies and, and Raider Ryan. We're, we're up there as well. And you now you know who we are. Uh, Jeremy, I mean, do you agree? Yeah, this is I was going to say you guys had the the nation. Everybody was watching this game. And I think you guys were able to ride the storyline of um, something that we queued in on very early because the very first episode of our rebranded podcast was. <laughs> OK, Chris Beard left. Awesome. Let's cover tech athletics now. Um, and you know, from that April departure, like this has been the narrative that's growing all the way to this game and for you guys to come out. Cause we were, uh, out with Jeff Monday night and he looked at me, he's like, somebody's going to do something stupid. Like somebody's going to throw something at him. I just know it. And I, in the back of my mind, I thought maybe Jeff, maybe. And the fact that it didn't happen, you know, you're on, you're on ESPN too, which why, but like the fact that it doesn't happen, the fact that we molly Texas, like it all came together in a way that I don't think Texas tech fans have experienced in quite some time. Like we looked the respectable outside of the chance, but that's just basketball. I mean, that's um, just going to happen. That's just going to happen, man. <laughs> yeah. You got to call a snake out. Um, but like you guys got so much praise from so many different fan bases and so many like high up like sports media personalities. Like it's such a, it's such a sweet thing for like older alumni, like uh, Albie and I to see like tech getting that recognition from people who have been just shit talking for so long. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, so the game was on at the same time as Auburn, Alabama. And that's actually kind of cool because Auburn, Alabama is a pretty big rivalry as well. Auburn was absolutely packed out to, to watch Auburn beat Alabama, but the, I, I actually switched at halftime to see that game a little bit. And the announcers at Auburn were, were talking about, man, that tech crowd is crazy. They were like, this Auburn crowd is great and everything. And they're, they're fantastic. They've been great tonight. Woo. That Texas tech crowd. Right. Like to just to hear that is, was, was just absolutely amazing. And, and Jeremy's right. Like we're on sports center the next morning and sports center is like, man, that Texas tech crowd. Like, like that took over the entire narrative of the game. There was a, uh, one of the ESPN announcers was talking about how like this, this hate and animosity uh, is good for college basketball. Like the, what we Texas Tech, I think, showed what is good for college basketball. So that's, that's absolutely fantastic. So what are the plans going forward? Because I mean, at this point, we got we got to keep this up. You know, I, I know I know the, the, it was all about beard and Texas and, and that, but we still we got games left on the schedule. <laughs> yeah, we stop the momentum yeah. now. What, y- y- y'all got any plans? So, um, on, on plans for the next future games, uh, currently there's no plans to camp out again. Um, but there's no doubt plans to be just as rowdy, uh, and to be as loud as before. So we're going to try to continue and take this energy to our next games and, um, have as hype as energetic and, 
as fun of an atmosphere as we did at this UT game. We're looking to bring into the rest of the season. That's awesome. That's fantastic. So is there anything else before we, before we uh, transition on the pod, is there anything else Rico and Campbell that y'all want to say about the game, about Raider ride or anything like that? Yeah. So uh, I know we missed it earlier, but when we were talking about Raiderville and camping out, uh, not only the students, but the community came together to really make this a memory for each student for the rest of their life. Um, We had tons of donors who uh, donated to this GoFundMe account that went towards space heaters, went towards propane for the space heaters, food, waters, tables that we can set up. Um, Whether it be small donations of $10 all the way up to our highest was $6,000. Having that support from the community, as well as random people driving up, bringing us 10 boxes of pizzas that we'd pass out, stuff like that throughout the whole three days we were there, I think really contributed to uh, how good of a time we had. So we have to for sure to thank the community that we have, um, all of our alumni and everyone who came together to really help all the students out there. Jeremy, be real. Did you donate? No, you know, no, I have no money. <laughs> I have no money. This is my donation to Texas Tech Athletics. It's my voice, my time. Yeah. I, I wish I could take credit for the $6,000 donation. I, I donated, but it wasn't $6,000. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You donated for the tortillas and takes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah for sure. Um, awesome. Big shout out to both of our dogs. We took our dogs up there. There were dogs out there the whole time, but uh, my dog spent two nights with us out there um, in the tent with us in our cage when she would sleep in her cage. But uh, the environment with the dogs was also really cool and fun. I thought. Oh, such a good dog. Though. Yeah. <laughs> um, last thing I want to say is just to like shout out and thank and make sure we give proper recognition to the president and vice president of Raider Riot because they really like, I mean, we're, it's just a college student org. Like we're all students. We're, we're all in college. We don't know what's going on. And they really just like took the lead on this um, because it wasn't like sponsored by the university or anything. Like it was really just us and like donors. Um, and so they were so helpful and kind, even when people were screaming at all of Raider Riot and blaming it all on us. Um, so huge shout out to the president and vice president. And then Alex, uh, the marketing director for yeah. the basketball team, he is incredible. And it, none of this would have happened without him. So have to show him some love. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. And make sure you hire all of them. All of these are college kids and they're going to graduate and they're going to need jobs. So if you listen to this, your hiring manager, hire them, hire Campbell, hire Rico, hire all of Raider Riot leadership. Uh, so the last thing I will say before y'all get off is because I do have a gripe to pick. I have a gripe to pick with the student section. I'll tell you what it is. <laughs> it's a bone to pick, Albie. Is, is that what it is? It's bone to pick? Sorry, you're right. Here. A bone to pick. Not a bone to pick. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. Swag, sir. You yes. got to do it slowly. First. Oh, yeah. That first part, you, you yes, got to do correct. it slowly. Right. You're right. And Raider Riot, we we try to do it. So we do do it slow in the, in the front row, front two rows. We do it slow. But it's just we got to get that word out to people, too. It's, That's how it's supposed you to do, listen. man. Albie has been complaining and I cannot <laughs> get away from it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you got to have swag in the swag. So the problem is, is too many people think it's too close to A&M's. And the reason 
because the A&M's is swagless, right? Saw him off as such a swag. Like, there's, there's no swag to it. You have to put swag in the swag. So if you got to go slow at first, yeah. Rico knows what it is. I can tell. You got to yeah. go slow at first, <laughs> and then you speed it up. You know what I'm saying? See, the problem, a, lot of, a lot of people in the crowd, they don't have rhythm. So I get it. You know? <laughs> but you got to go slow at first, and then you speed it up. All right? We, we'll work on this. We'll work on this. If it, oh, yeah. It's gotten better. It has gotten oh. better. Yeah, I will say my my freshman year, um, I've gone to every basketball game since I've been here, except for probably like three. Um, but the, my freshman year, there was like the entire lower bowl kind of going slow and then speeding up. So I think like the more the more we've gone on, the less people know the original way. So now it's just like Raider Riot and the cheerleaders and the Palm Squad. Yeah, we'll so we gotta we gotta get the word out. See, the Palm Squad knows what it is. The Palm Squad. I've, I've studied this. The Palm Squad knows. He's a dancer. I'm telling you guys, this is deep-seated for Albie. He has not – he's not taking a breath. We, we will work on it. I can promise you that. There we go. There we go. So, Rico and Campbell of Raider Ride, thanks again for joining us on the podcast. We really appreciate it. Thank awesome. you for Thank having you, us. Yeah. Thank you. All right. It was great to have Rico and Campbell from Raider Ride join us on the pod. We still got to talk about the game itself, the actual game. Uh, Texas Tech home to the 23rd ranked Texas Longhorns, the return of Chris Beard. Uh, Jeremy, just talk, what was going through your mind at the beginning of this game? And as the, really as before, right before tip-off. Honestly, the more, the closer we got to the game, man, first of all, honestly, did not give two whips about Michigan State and uh, <laughs> Maryland. I mean, golly, Maryland. Like, it was, <laughs> you know, okay, uh, looking at my watch here, we got like five minutes to the game and they still got, yeah, three minutes. Uh, okay, this may play out. I don't know. They're calling another timeout. Oh, they're getting a foul timeout. Oh, I was just like, you got to be kidding me. Uh, so, you know, as as it happens, we end up on ESPN News. But honestly, something that kind of crept into my mind, the longer the day went on, like I, I was explaining in the, pre-po- or in the, in the pre- uh, preview, uh, how exciting it is here, how the energy is palpable. And we kind of got to hear a little bit uh, from the Raider Riot crew. It kind of started to weigh on my mind that I thought, Oh no. Like what if we have created, and I think we've mentioned at some point, what if we created a hype that has actually deflated our players because they're going to want to do everything. They won't play their brand of basketball. And so before the, before the tip off, as if we're all frantically trying to find ESPN news, um, I had thought for, for some time, I was like, I think we may end up losing this because you know, that's the Texas tech mindset. But it was very say, exciting. Like it, I could not calm down. Well, so I will say this: I, I, I don't, I don't think your your um, anxiety was unwarranted, right? Because we we did talk about that a little bit, and I was actually in a Texas Twitter space right before the game started because I like being in enemy territory. I think we were in the same one. The people say, um, and they they did bring up well, most of the stuff they said was BS. But I will say they did bring up one really solid point: is that if Tech was to lose this game, it'd be utterly embarrassed. Like it'd be it it would. It would be a pretty deflating loss after everything that's been built up for us to uh-huh. lose this game. Um, the reason I wasn't as concerned was two reasons. One, and it was proved true in the game itself. One is is that uh, this team has been through a pressure pack scenario before, right? Mm-hmm. Only seven players playing at Iowa State. That was a game they had no business being in. Uh, playing at Baylor, playing at Kansas, playing home against Kansas shorthanded. Like they've been in these pressure pack scenarios, playing at Madison Square Garden. They've been in these scenarios where they've still played, played tough, played through, played level headed. 
Mark Adams does an absolutely fantastic job of keeping them sane. And, and Kevin McCullough talked about that after the game, that he they understood the ramifications of the game. They understood the fact that Chris Beard is coming back. They understood the whole thing, but they stayed level-headed. But that was So that was one. Even before the game, I was like, you know what? I'm actually confident they'll be okay. Two, Tech's just better. Yeah. Right? Like Tech is just the better team. And, and before the game, I was just looking. I'm like, I'm looking at it and saying, at the end of the day, no matter what, Texas Tech is just a better team. And that, and that helps, right? Like a lot, when you're trying to pull the upset, these things keep in your mind. If you're an even team, these things keep in your mind because anything can happen. But for Tech, like I think the line was only four and a half for it's Texas Tech. And I'm, I'm like, that's, if we're being honest with ourselves, that's only because both teams at the time had the same record. But mm-hmm. Texas Tech is, if you've watched both of these teams, even Texas fans know, Tech is just flat out the better team. And then you, and then you play the game, Tech beats Texas by 13 points. Really wasn't that close. Mm. Really wasn't really that wasn't. close. Yeah, I mean, killed the first him on the half, boards. Go ahead. Killed him on the boards. Uh, killed him in the it, percentages. We did even out in turnovers over the period. Never once did it feel like, I mean, they came in within six. Never once did it feel like they were going to get it. The energy no. just did not die. And so first half, we met, I mean, first half, we're a couple minutes into this thing. And we are looking like world. I mean, we are world beaters, but we are looking apart. Like the energy, it, they came out and they matched the intensity. And for me, melted away any like it was that moment. I mean, um, I can't remember what that, it was. That, that Kevin McCullough three. The Kevin McCullough three was for me nail in the coffin. Before, you know, before, before I, 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 like like six minutes into the game, like or, or yeah. ten minutes into the game, and that Kevin McCullough three. I, I, the, the skip, the skip. The skipping <laughs> was awesome. But the, the three <laughs> itself, though, that, that brought the house down. It was incredible. Yeah. I was in my house just going crazy because at that, that you're right. At that point, it felt like this. We, there's no, we can't lose this game. This game is, I, I agree with you. Any anxiety that you might've had, that three, no, we're, we're winning this game. I don't even question it. I'm not even worried about it. Even when Texas was trying to fight in the second half to get within striking distance. The whole time I'm like, okay, this is cute, Marcus Carr. Nice, nice bucket there, Marcus Carr. You're doing, you know, I'm not uh, Ramey, nice three pointer, but it's not going to matter in the end. And that's yeah. that's really how it felt throughout the game. Is good bucket, good bucket here, or there, Bishop, nice little up and under, but it's not going to matter in the end. And mm. and sure enough, it didn't. Sure enough, it did. I mean, how could you ever, how could you ever doubt a man with so much swag smiling and skipping across the court after a cold three over a, a elongated Texas player? Listen, I think that this, this oh man, there's so much to like, just peel away from this game. Texas never got a chance to beat Texas. A lot of people were discussing about how, and we're very familiar with it as Texas Tech fans, you know, Texas, one thing Texas wanted to do was slow down the game. They wanted to slow down, go to their motion offense, put us in a position where we have to defend extra long or we have to, you know, we just takes the wind out of our sails. No, it, it was a hurricane. Well, well, see, here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. That was the perceived strategy for Texas. I actually caught this early on. and I, I think it backfired on them. A plan that Beard had going into this game, and I saw this early on, was not necessarily to do the slow down motion offense, but they kind of try to take a page out of Kansas' book, which mm-hmm. is we want to – attack fast before they can set in their in their defense because yeah. like and to me i think beard early on said man we're, we're trying to play similar defenses but tech tech y'all's defense is a little bit better 
So we, we need to beat, we need to beat you at your game and, and beat you down court. You saw, especially in the early in the game, saw those cross court passes that Kansas was doing before that ha- that yeah. helped get a Baji some of his threes. Um, even Ramey hit a couple threes early on in the game. And, and I think they were trying quickly to do that. The difference is, and what I guess Beard didn't think of is that our offense ain't too shabby, right? Like I, I think the offense has really come along now in the past few games, we're getting buckets. And so if you're going to speed the game up, it doesn't really play into your hand like you think it would because in the Kansas game, offense wasn't the problem. Yeah. <laughs> that's I think that's where he missed up is thinking that like, yeah, we're not going to get them set in their defense, but you're forgetting we got guys like Kevin O'Banner who dropped five threes in the game, right? We got guys like Bryson yeah. Williams who put up 16 points. Kevin McCullough was playing out of his mind, right? So I think that was also part of it because we were able to go up and down the court. We were able to get to the line. Texas Texas couldn't hold us, so they had to, they had to foul. I know some Texas fans were complaining about the free throw discrepancy. One of the laziest comparisons I think I see in, in basketball, not just because of actually, if anything, you see in the NBA more than anything, is saying that the refs are one-sided solely by looking at the free throw discrepancy. Mm-hmm. That doesn't tell you anything. That just tells you that one team fouled more than the other. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. I think that I actually think the refs did a, a pretty decent job of refing this game. A couple calls here that I think could have went. Uh, um, the other way, but overall, I think they did a pretty decent job. Um, and actually, all the fouls that Tech got in the first half, I felt like Texas got in the second half. So, um, <laughs> you know, yeah. but it's it's it's. I think that his Beard's plan, Coach Staff's plan of of trying to attack Tech before we could attack them, kind of backfired, and that's the reason why we were able to score forty three points in the first half. You know what else backfired, which I think surprised everybody halfway through the first half. Avery Benson. Coming back in, coming off the end of the bench, coming in to be, and I wouldn't say an energy guy, right? Because that's the last thing <laughs> he came in to deflate the energy. And if, you, uh, if you've been listening to our podcast since before when we were the Air Raid <laughs> podcast, you know my disdain for Avery Ben. Okay, I've never liked him on the, on the Texas Tech basketball team. <laughs> you know, we wanted everybody from from last year's team to stay. We were hoping for Avery Benson was one guy. I was like, you know what? They could have him. <laughs> you thinking that? I'm okay with that. Hasn't sure played. Enough, every has else? played like I looked it up before the game. He's played 0. 0.2 minutes a game. Yeah. So he comes into this game like eight minutes in, right? <laughs> like, yeah, I got this. Back in my old school. Let me show. And then, so at the first play, he does actually a pretty good one. Hustle play, does a whole Avery Benson thing, whatever. Yeah. Um, then he shoots it. He jacks up a jacks three. Jacks up a three. Oh my God. <laughs> oh, he was oh, just bad. He was like, this is my moment. This is this is it. And Beard was like, what the hell was I thinking? <laughs> Avery, get, sit off, down. get up. Sit down. <laughs> sit down. And so Avery ended the night with four minutes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, uh, another player that I think we is worth highlighting that we kind of talked about with the Raider Riot, uh, Brock Cunningham. Boy, big effort guy. Everything hey. I've heard about Brock Cunningham is this big effort guy. You know, he. He brings it every day. No, he, he did. Sure and he did. look, no, he brought it in this game. Okay. He did bring it. Brought it in this game. Right. <laughs> he 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 beat his average in points. He did. That's big. Right? He averages 2.5 points. Do that points every a night. Game. He yeah. averaged 2.5 points a game. He hit three hit points three. in this game. He'll shout out he to that. Three. He tied his career high in fouls. Yeah. Because you can't get more than five. So <laughs> so apparently for Texas, only one player has fouled out this year, and it's every time it's been brought cutting out. And I respect that. As hey man, a he knows his brand. No, look, look, as a fellow fowler myself, and when I played <laughs> basketball when I was younger, I my goal was to get four fouls a game. All right. That was my thing. I'm a, I'm they give you five fouls per game, I'm gonna use them. 
Damn right. Damn right. I'm going to use each Don't of them. Don't let them go to waste. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? You got to take them home with you. So shout out to Brock yeah. Cunningham. I respect that. Um, <laughs> but on a serious note, I will say, Mar- Marcus Carr, especially in the second half, tried to give it all that he had. In the yeah. second half, he was a one-man band. He had a nice little uh, um, step back fadeaway on both Bryson and MSS. That was, it was nice. That was a nice little shot there. Randy th- had a couple threes early in the game. Like yeah. I, I mentioned, I mean, those, those were really only two guys that I think really did much. It was, it was really rough on the Texas side of things. Yeah. Marcus Carr, man. I, I you gotta kind of got a feel for him. I mean, it feels like he's playing for his life out there. Really not getting a lot of help. Uh big facilitator, uh, all the respect actually in his uh, post-game presser, he had all the respect in the world for the atmosphere and Lubbock, which I really appreciated his candor because uh, somebody else wasn't really talking about it that much. But uh, Marcus Carr, absolutely good job. Ramey, fine. Bishop, all right. And, but the thing is, and we kind of hinted on it, is that they were trying to play this different style of offense uh, that they're just not used to. And so how many times did we see them get you know, Bishop's under the basket? Oh, they just, I don't, and throws it out and they just toss up a three that doesn't go in. Like, just not their game. Yeah. And so it just, it all perfectly fell apart. Um, for Texas in regards to Texas Tech's, you know, game plan. And I think that my- well, one thing, one thing I do want to say is because in the preview pod, I talked about how I thought that maybe Bryson Williams um, and the bigs would have a little trouble because Texas does have bigs. They have Trey Mitchell, you did. They have Timmy Allen, they have Bishop, they have Cunningham, Daisu. But I actually think the reason why Tech was so good in this game, this was probably the most physical I've ever seen Texas Tech play all year. Yeah. Right. Like, like they were, they brought the physicality to Texas and Texas don't got it. They, when it comes to like, I, I'm watching this game. Texas is just not a physical team. Right. Timmy Allen, Trey Mitchell. These guys are Dylan Dice. They're not physical. You could mm-hmm. argue that Brock Cunningham is, or it can play like it, but like they don't have a real, real strong, tough guys. And we talked earlier in the year that Bryson Williams struggling when it comes to physicality. That's been gone. He has it now. It's gone like early in the, the first possession. First possession, backs, I think it was Timmy Allen he backed down, backed Timmy mm-hmm. Allen down, versus to the basket, grabbed the ball, and then it's just giving him an elbow to the side and having a nice little layup. MSS did the same thing like a couple minutes later, right? Like yeah. it's it's they truly bought the physical brought the physicality, got to every loose ball, right? They were able to anticipate um I was watching a little uh recap Ishmael Johnson was doing from the, oh Malik Wilson, yeah. About, yeah, Malik Wilson's anticipation. Right before, before uh, uh, Courtney Ramey even finishes his dribble, before he even finishes Malik's his dribble, Malik Wilson's like, I, I got this. And <laughs> you thought, <laughs> and it, it's you an easy thought. bucket. It's an easy bucket. So, like, it's it, every, and another thing is, like, I'm trying to think who played bad in this game on tech side. Adonis Arms had one point. I'm going to say also, Adonis Arms, it was not a bad one point because no, no, he no, was hustling. He, he had one point and was second on the team in plus minus. Why? He had nine, re- he had nine <laughs> exactly. rebounds, four assists, two steals. He was all over the place, right? Adonis Arms mm-hmm. is, is I, might be my favorite player on the team. Play on the team because he'll put up sixteen points one night, and the next night give you literally everything else. That's, yes. that's, what, that's what we saw um, in this. He's he is he was absolutely fantastic in this game. That's why he put, played thirty one minutes. Coach yeah. didn't carry only at one point. He was like, hey, hey no. that, that's the loudest one point we've had on the team. So go out there and get it, right? And so, Somebody else who, whose points didn't show up necessarily in the way we expected to is Kevin McCuller. Kevin McCuller, okay. most of his points come from the free throw line. And something that I think that the commentators kind of keyed in on later in is like Kevin McCuller, his biggest strength in this game was drawing Texas players in for 
pretty easy fouls. Yeah. Really knew knew a role and then stuck to it all game. The same way Adonis Arms certainly did too. Uh, and somebody else I just really wanted to, because we're talking about kind of the glow up of earlier this season. Uh, somebody we were had the big question mark on who came back, Santo Silva, has really, really grown into a different figure. Mm-hmm. Something that we had talked about in, um, something we had sung the praises of back in 2019, is bully ball. You know, Norris Odiase, out of the basket, late in the season, hard to beat. I mean, just grabbing the ball, doing the elbow thing, getting, getting us the rebound, getting us the second chances we needed. Bryson Williams is doing that. Uh, Kevin O'Banner is doing that. Marcus Santos Silva is definitely doing that. And that is making the biggest difference. And we're going to see, I think, with the strength of schedule we have going on, like what, who we have left on the schedule, I should just say, uh, I think that puts us at a massive advantage for the teams coming up. And that's huge when we think about seeding, when we think about the momentum going into the tournament, all of those things. Yeah, I think if we're continually the most physical team on the court, we'll win virtually almost every game we have left, right? Like, it's us, our physicality, I think, is a, is a plus because also there's an argument we have the best front court in the, in the Big 12, right? With yeah. O'Banner, with Williams, with Bacho, with Santos Silva, like those four, especially with, man, O'Banner, the way he's come on, this was his best shooting night of, the, of the year. At one point, he was five for five. He was feeling yes. Like, that, was, man. That, that last shot from the top of the key, there, it had no business going in. Absolutely no. no business. That was godlike. You know what? The two dunks. <laughs> my heart dropped each time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, so it's it's it, this absolutely. It was it was a perfect game. It was a perfect game. Everything that was was surrounding this game for Tech to go out there, like I said, and I said they were the better team before the game. They proved they were the better team. Texas fans, for the most part, were like, you know what? It is what it is. Like that's a, that's that's kind of was the feeling. It just Texas. kind of disappeared for a bit. Yeah, there's just well, they've disappeared all year, but they've uh, <laughs> but after the game, it was just like, you know what, it was fun, you know, it's cool. But actually, though, if, if anything, they were reverted to um, um, woe is me. I'm just glad they got out of there safely. Mm-hmm. I'm just uh, with all the hostility, uh, <laughs> with we don't, all yeah. the hostility, you know, certain, yeah, they should have walked off the court, certain um, BON guys. Um, <laughs> guy here i've got a yeah b-o-n who needs to give them time of day okay i'm gonna say a word and you're gonna tell me what it is like the association ready sure tj shannon warrior okay so we saw a lot from him on his on his in his uh texas debut i'm so glad he played in this game mm-hmm. i'm so happy he got a chance to play in this game um, it, it's back spasms are no joke, man. They're really, they really no are. Joke. And, and you, you, I mean, you he, the thing about back spasms, and I think I mentioned this on a, on a pod like a week or two ago, the thing about back spasms is he's still going to be the fastest guy on the court. He's still going to be the guy that's going to be able to give you bunnies. He, oh, I wanted him to windmill that so badly. I'm oh, so that they gave man. Him. Um, Two times. Oh. But the problem with back spasms aren't that it's when you're jogging, it's when you're walking. And I saw mm-hmm. he's still moving very gingerly on the court, even in the small six minutes that he was able to play. But I'm just so glad he was able to play. But at this point, I don't want you to play for another two weeks, Terrence. Like, really rest that back. Really get some treatment on that back. Because I am of the belief that we are going to need – we need Terrence Shannon to make a Final Four National Championship play. Yeah. I, I'm The way that the tournament is set up, the way that it is, is that you do not win a National Championship without a perimeter guard balling out. 
Well, mm-hmm. I was out of go-to guy. Remember when the Elite Eight run in 2018, we had Keenan Evans. The mm-hmm. national championship game run with in 2019, we had Jarrett Culver. Hell, even last year, though we lost in the second round, the only reason why we had a chance was because Mac McClung finally was getting more efficient, was becoming that guy towards the end of the season, mm-hmm. right? And with it, this team, we have everything else. We have everything else. But but I, big men, like Bryce Wams, as great as he is, big men usually are not the recipe in the NCAA tournament. Sometimes they are. It's happened. But it's not really the go-to, right? The go-to usually is a perimeter guy taking over. It's the reason why I think Kansas has a shot. It's because they have Agbaji. Mm-hmm. It's the reason why I think Baylor has a shot. Yeah. They have LJ Cryer, right? And, and for Tech, our guy that's going to have to be that is going to be Terrence Shannon. I know some, some fans feel the type of way about how Terrence Shannon's played lately. I'll tell you this, from everything that I know, he's been hurt for a while. There's an argument mm-hmm. that he's really been hurt all year, right? And so, but at the very least, the last two, three weeks, it's, he's, he's been struggling uh, to play. And we, I'm of the belief that this, this team can win games. But we cannot win a championship without Terrence Shannon being Terrence Shannon. The Terrence Shannon we saw drop 23 against Kansas State, we need him to make a real run. Yeah. Um, and so I, I'm glad he was able to play in this game, but, but big fella, we need you healthy. Take the next mm-hmm. couple few games off. We need you healthy. We need your back ready to go. But unfortunately, basketball is probably the worst injury you could possibly have for a basketball player. Um, and it's, it's, it's uh, you know, at this point, all I'm hoping, Kenzie, shout out to her, brought up a good, uh, the Keenan Evans ankle. I'm kind of hoping mm-hmm. that that happens a little bit. If you remember the Keenan Evans ankle, he looked awful for like a few games when he came back. But eventually, the ankle never got healthy. The ankle was hurt the entire run. He just got, o- got over. He just got over. It. Basically, <laughs> he, got over he just learned how to play with it. He just yeah. learned how to play with it. So that's at this point, I don't know if the back spasms will go away, but I am hoping Terrence Shannon makes a Keenan Evans like run where he just says, "I'm just gonna play with it," and balls out like he did against K State. So, yeah. Um, but with that, it's it's learning how to play with it, learning how to not press too much how to not do too much and in the six minutes he played in this game i think he did it i think he it's, it's only six minutes but i think he played well within himself and that's and that's good yeah. so um so w- before we get off this pod jeremy texas tech does play this saturday we're gonna have a nice mm-hmm. four-day rest we do play this saturday against the west virginia mountaineers i will be there because it's literally the only game that's close to me <laughs> so i live on the east oh Coast. last time you went to a west virginia game did pretty well Tech one, that's right, that's right. With no reason to do that, but yeah. <laughs> that's right, I might hit Pittsburgh like an hour north. I might hit Pittsburgh too, but. Um, t- West Virginia is a team that is reeling. They've lost six straight. They yeah. were a team, I remember last time we played West Virginia, I called them a bona fide tournament team. They, I yeah. cannot call them that anymore. They are yeah. on the bubble. Um, and they need a win in the worst way. This is a Saturday game. I've always said Saturday games in the Big 12 are always tough when they're on the road because the other team is there. How is it? There's there's a chance for a letdown in this game. Do you see it happening, Jeremy? Yes. Ooh, I do. And if you think about it, I mean, we said this. Here's a Q and a TNT Q and a for you. When's the last time Albert used the phrase? This team needs a win desperately. Was it Kansas State? It was Kansas State. <laughs> and we got murked 62 to 51. And uh, since then, uh, Kansas State, I mean, they beat Texas, then they lost three in a row. But, like, when you need a win in the worst way in the Big 12, that's that. Like, that's dangerous because these are teams that can pull it together. Bob Huggins is no joke. Like, everybody makes fun of Bob Huggins because he's sitting on the stool. He's got a chain 
WV chain around his neck, which is awesome. He's no joke. There's a reason that he's a famed uh, basketball coach. There's a reason that he brings the guys that he brings in. Um, they can go out and get you. So with the energy that we brought against Texas, it's going to be hard to match that flying up to West Virginia. It's going to be cold outside. Um, you, you, you hope that they're ready to go. But again, if they lose, it's, you know, you play, it's just the ebb and flow of the big 12, man. It's just hard to make that commitment to win just because a team is losing. So I will say last time I did say that Kansas state needs to win in the worst way. However, the reason I actually predicted a Kansas state win over tech was just because of how tired I thought the guys would be. I do not think the guys will be tired in this one. Karen Shannon, like we've talked about, he's going to have the back spasms. However, they're going to have four day rest. Um, they, 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 it's enough time to really get kind of come down from the emotion of the Texas game. Mm-hmm. And Though West Virginia needs to win in the worst way, they also needed to win in the worst way in their last game against Baylor. And they needed to win in the worst way in the game before that against Arkansas. And they needed to win in the worst way in the game before that against Oklahoma. They're now playing in a, <laughs> we need to win in the worst way for like a four straight game. So it's, and it hasn't really done anything. So like, um, they did play pretty well. Tash Sherman was a beast in the last game against Baylor. Yeah. I do, I do. I am worried a little bit about how he may play in this one. I do know West Virginia felt the type of way last time they played Tech just because of, Playing in, in Lubbock was was a little rough for them. Um, so that, that may be something there. This is also their first home Saturday game in almost a month. Uh, and, their, and their last game um, trying it was against against uh, Kansas State back in, in January 8th, and they did win that barely. But I'm going to predict a Texas Tech victory. I'm going to predict a Texas Tech victory because though I do agree with you that there may be some letdown, I do think it's going to be a close game. I just think Tech prevails in the end. Again, Tech is the better team, and West Virginia is just kind of reeling at this point. And yeah. it kind of feels like a runaway train that just won't stop. Uh, Jeremy, what's your prediction on this one? Um, my prediction – well, now you put it that way. Um, man, my prediction – I you know, I'll come back to the side of optimism, but I, I do think that it's going to be scary close. Um, so I do think I'll that do this it. game pick – the, Pick the West Virginia win. You know you want to. It's going to be hella close. No, no, because you're right. I didn't take into consideration the short time period. Our guys are resting. They're coming off a big win. I think that, you know, I just think that Mark Adams is a good coach like that. And I don't think they're going to be put in a position just to be the momentum has gone. No, sir. For me, it is a 71-68 win for Texas Tech. Here's what I'll say. Uh, If Tech loses this game, we are not winning the Big 12 championship. Oh, no, that's correct. Yeah. If Tech loses, you, can't, you almost can't win anything else and just hope that Kansas loses. Yeah. You know, no, if Tech loses this game, um, I, I actually said before the Kansas game, and I didn't think Tech was going to lose that Kansas game, that for the rest of the year, we'd only have two losses. One was against Kansas. And so I only have mm-hmm. one more loss, and I don't want to waste it here. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, no, I, I think that if you have a letdown in this game, you're, you're not going to win the Big 12 championship. And Great teams don't allow themselves to give up letdowns, right? Yeah. Like, like great teams can pull off a emotion-filled victory over Texas and then double back that and beat West Virginia on the road. Like that's that's what great teams do, and I, I am a believer that this is a great team. So um, I expect that to happen. So Jeremy, anything else you want to say to the people? If Bacho had hit that three, there would be no Lubbock left. <laughs> Uh, I mean, we got the rebound after. That's a good thing Boxer didn't hit that three. Oh, it, oh, it is buddy. not a good. 
I would have uh, loved that. <laughs> that <laughs> one thought about it for so long. I was literally yelling at him through the TV. Do it. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, that's why I didn't think he was going to make it. Because you know, those things, you got to hit those in rhythm. You know, you yeah, gotta, it's true. <laughs> same thing with the Adonis Arms three, because he was like, oh, man, I'm, I'm just way too open. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I, I'm just, I shouldn't be like this. Yeah. Yeah, I shouldn't be like this. Um, that one, the Terrence Shannon windmill. That oh Lord Jesus, oh, that been great. Um, of best, course, Texas oh. had to ruin it. With the silly foul, my dumb game uh, plan. I have nothing else to say to be honest. This was an incredible time, an incredible game. Uh, just couldn't have scripted it any better. Really gained respect on the national scale, and not just the team, but the fans. Lubbock mm. gained respect on a national scale. Um, everybody that was that's always crapped on Lubbock for years were had to actually pay respects and say, you know what, not too bad. Not hey, Texas Tech fans, not too shabby. You know, and so that's that was absolutely fantastic. It was just great to see. And I'm I'm glad that we are put in the spotlight in a positive way like this. And uh we just gotta, like I was saying to Rico and and uh um Campbell earlier, we just gotta keep it up. Just gotta keep it up. I know the emotion behind the Texas game was great, it was fun. We got TCU here in 10 days. So, um, you know, we've got to keep it up against TCU. Keep it up. And, and I actually don't have a question of whether we're going to keep it up against Baylor. That's going to be um, – ah, that'll be fantastic. That'll be another great time. But we got to keep it up against Oklahoma, against Kansas State. And uh, really just keep it keep it going, right? Cameron Crazy is a crazy regardless of whether they're playing North Carolina or whether they're playing uh, North Carolina Central. They're crazy either way. So, Raider Wright needs to do the same thing. So, for the people's champ, that is Jeremy Gillen. And for our guests, Rico and Campbell, this is Al B. Shore. And you've been listening to Tortillas and Takes Podcast, part of the 1012 Network. As always, stay wrecked, people. Sports Social Podcast Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.